Flying Bull Productions presents Laugh, Literature, and Film. It's the Laugh Podcast. This is the good stuff. Yeah, 2.0, mass communicating. I'm one of the many hosts for the show, The L Trade. Over there, joining us today is The Two Frames. Mr. Bull, how are you? It's a pleasure to be here. And our friend, the Rega star, Mr. Lasky. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Does anyone it's want, an honor. Does anyone want to uh, describe to the listeners what's going on back here? Back here. Ooh. What is that? Trip to the barbershop? Yeah. Did you sneeze? Well, they can't see. The <laughs> they can't see, so... Uh, uh, well... well I can't tell You've if got it's what's a known barber mishap or if you have like a tumor. I don't know what that <laughs> in is. golf, that would be called a divot. These are the perils of the seven-minute haircut. <laughs> We've discussed haircuts before on the show. This is the. I was not aware. Yeah, these are. Uh, I often get my haircut just for the podcast. Right. It is important to look your best when on a microphone. One might I argue. I to shave this morning as well. That this look is not my best. Four and a half inch hole in the back of my head. Uh, well, we have a divot. It it's like a divot. It's one of Tiger Woods's divots from this past weekend. Did they do it at the beginning of the haircut or at the end? I don't know because I didn't find out about it until I got home. Oh, so you didn't know? I, no. no. Oh, this felt like it, it was a slip, and you went, woo! <laughs> no, woo! It's that close, huh? Woo! Uh, see, yeah. I thought you did your own hair, or... <laughs> <laughs> your haircut looks like you did your own hair. It, like the flo- like a Floby accident? <laughs> no, she didn't tell me. Oh. You, you can't tell someone. You just let them walk out. No, you gotta tell them. Especially if you... It was funny, she, because in the conversation... should have been told. In the conversation... But it also looks like a patch of white hair. From yeah. a distance. <laughs> That's probably why my students haven't mentioned anything. Yeah. Um, if I didn't know, if I just saw you, I would think, oh, there's a little patch of white hair there. The uh, Extra white. The girl asked me, uh, I, I went there on a Saturday. But she said, what, why'd you come out? What, what are you doing? You run some errands? I said, no, I came out here to see you. I mean, you, you do my hair. You're my beautician. <laughs> Maybe it was then that she decided to gouge my head. <laughs> That she didn't say anything. I, I'm just so, I, not that I care because I, I really I don't care. Uh, Tony, my fiance, was like, "You need to call him up. You need to call him and get you know, get your money back. You need to at least say something to her." I said, I, "What do I care? I don't have to see the back of my head." So anyway, is this the barber's version of the Mark of Cain? No, I have think she just. Marked? Why didn't she? Why do you think she didn't say something? Why wouldn't you, wouldn't you say something? You would say something. I think it's part of like a hairdresser's code or something. I mean, <laughs> you should be told. It's just courtesy. It's just courtesy. It's the hairdresser's code. Even yeah. if it's not a code, even if I just made that up, it's just it should be decency, basic human decency. Right? There's there's not you mess someone's hair up, you tell them. Could it be that she didn't notice? No, of course not. <laughs> I don't have enough hair up there to to not notice. About 20% of it being gone. It's not 20%. <laughs> uh, Alright, so anyway. <laughs> uh, we're here for round seven of the best pictures. Nope. There's only two more left. Oh yeah, seven. Yeah. This is the 
Penultimate. I was best just picture about nominee. to say that. Penultimate. Yeah. Mm. Don't get to use that word very often. It's a good word. Uh, so we're here doing uh, Selma, the award-winning film by Ava DuVernay. It's the chronicle of uh, Martin Luther King's campaign to secure equal voting rights in uh, Alabama. Uh, the famous march from Selma to Montgomery is featured in this film. Uh, it stars David Ulelo as Martin Luther King Jr. Wait, wait, say that again? Uh, probably I can't do it the same way twice. Just try to see. Ulelo. Oh, we I apologize. That's fine. Uh, you here, here comes another butchering. Oh, we okay. Carmen Ijago. <laughs> As right. uh, his wife. Uh, also has Timothy Roth in there. Uh, Jim Francis. Uh, a lot of good, just... Uh, who plays Nixon? Who plays Nixon? Good question. It's not Nixon. Uh, Johnson is played by Tim Wilkinson. I like that guy. Yeah. He plays the governor. No, the president plays... is played by... Well, according to IMDB. T- Tim Roth plays the governor. Yeah. Tom Wilkinson is Johnson. Yeah, but you said someone else. Oh, I said Nixon because he looks like Nixon. No, in the no, movie, you but said he is Tim, Tim, Tim Roth plays the governor. Tim Roth plays the. Okay, I, I call him Timothy Roth. Yeah, that's what I said. Well, didn't he used to go by Timothy Roth like back when he did Pulp Fiction? Or I don't know. I didn't Tim know. Roth. I've always known him as. I've Tim never Roth. known him as anything but Tim Roth. I always call him Timmy, but that's just when I'm hanging out with him. Oh, okay. After after the pod, post pod, we go hang out, and I call him Timmy. <laughs> So uh, this picture is nominated for uh, Best Achievement in Music, written for Motion Picture, as well as uh, Best Picture. A lot of people are upset that it didn't Song, receive... Song, not music. Again, I'm reading off IMDb. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, but a lot of people are upset that this wasn't nominated for more awards. Uh, cinematography, director, and for the acting performances inside. What did you guys think of the film? I kind of like Selma. I mean, I liked the movie for what it was, but I didn't. It didn't knock me out. I don't know if it would be in my. Top, it would. I don't think it would make my top ten list of movies. I was surprised that I liked it because I'm kind of like over the whole historical film uh, waterfall that we've engaged in in the past uh, three and a half weeks or whatever. Yeah, there seem to be a lot of historical films this year. Possibly this is the most historically accurate film. The only real uh, controversy I've read about is how much of an influence uh, Johnson had on the civil rights movement. By the way, Lyndon Baines. That doesn't sound like you're going to end with a, with a name like Johnson. It sounds like you're going to end with a name like... Uh, Cumperwall or something like that. Like he's come from he's come from Edditch County in Upper Norwall. It doesn't sound like he's come from Texas, right? How many Lindens do you know? Lyndon Baines. And how many Baineses do you know? Do you know any Conrad Baineses? Baines was Not, on that's his last name. Oh, I like that. Sorry, you said Baines. I just that's the first Baines that came to mind. I know a Bane. He broke Batman's back. Yeah, I remember that guy. Lyndon Baines. Johnson. No, Johnson. 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 Uh, 
Yeah, that I read about the controversy surrounding. But I mean, movies. that seems kind of minor, and I don't think either side is completely accurate. I think the truth resides somewhere in the middle of the film's argument, and I think the press secretary for Johnson has uh, argued. Yes, apparently they had more of a partnership, and then the movie sets him up as an adversary. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know. I wasn't around then. I was only... When was it, March? 1968? Uh, 65. No, he died in 68. I wasn't so it was born. 65, yeah. I was born in 67. Um, so... I thought we were the same age. No, I'm surprised you at how close we are in age because of the luscious head of hair that you have. <laughs> That's and the pure genetics. I have nothing to do with it. And I have I inherited good follicular health, I guess, <laughs> from my family. And I have less hair even than I did before I went to get a haircut. Which I guess that's everybody, right? You have less hair before you get the haircut? I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> But no, I mean, I thought overall, I thought this film was interesting. I like that it showed the warts. Um, normally, I've always heard Martin Luther King Jr. as being this amazing person who had no faults. And in this film, it kind of shows, no, he, he did some stuff that might be considered despicable. More truthful in that respect than uh, American Sniper. Yeah. Um, you know, he's preaching peaceful protest, but at the same time, he's trying to get the other side to resort to violence, and a lot of his supporters... Wait, 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 wait. The other side? What are you talking about, the other side? When he goes and protests, he's hoping that the government, that, you know, in this case, the governor is going to go and um, yeah, fight that's back not with a some war. violence. That huh? was the whole method. That's the whole method of nonviolence. Yeah, but you're being nonviolent, but you're sending other people in to get hurt. You're trying to yeah, antagonize the other own. side to be violent. Yeah, but that's the whole point. That's how that method of protest works. That's not a war. That's who and what he was. That's Gandhi. I mean, that's that's that method. I don't think... I think you can peacefully protest and, and not try and antagonize the other person into Oh, attacking you're saying... You. But nothing in the movie suggests that what they did was antagonistic. Well, he he is anticipating a, a fight, and he has a couple... I don't he, think he's, he's... You're acting like he's causing that. Like, he wants that to happen. He does. He wants the publicity, I think. I think that he would prefer that they... That they change the laws... Without having to resort to this, but he's willing to resort because to this method, and he's willing to get his supporters hurt, and possibly even killed, and he's yeah, willing but, to make that decision. But he's also willing to die himself. Well, that's what's interesting. He doesn't go on the first march. He stays behind. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter really? either. It's, it, it's, this wasn't the only nonviolent protest that he spearheaded. See, I thought that was interesting in the film. They're saying here, you know, we're going to do this march. We're going to get... You know, they're going to fight back against us. It's going to be bad. And Martin goes, well, some of us shouldn't go then. Some of us need to stay back. Uh, I and he chooses to stay back. And he goes the second time. And when they're not going to be stopped, he has to turn that second no, march around the first because they're time not he, prepared. The first time he didn't go in the movie was because his wife and he were having difficult times in their marriage. I mean, that, I don't know what the historical accuracy mm-hmm. of that is, but... That's how they set it up in the film. Did, did you see? You saw the film. I thought the first time he didn't go, I remember there being something about 
he felt like if he was there, it would be all about him. It was distracting from what they were trying to accomplish. That's what I remember. Uh, I don't know. We saw the same movie it had in three to, different ways. It had to do with his. But then, I mean, even he makes popularity the and celebrity one, on the second march when they're not going to be stopped. Right. The he second turns one, them back, and a lot of people are disagreeing with him. And that, even that was interesting. Martin Luther King was not fully supported by the black community. There was a lot of disagreement in how to go about the civil rights movement. And I like that the film shows that. Yeah, that not everyone said, oh yeah, Martin, we're going to do exactly what you say. I right. liked that it showed that. And yeah, that it was the struggle. They, they wouldn't have had... They, they, Malcolm X's approach would not have worked. They needed to take Martin Luther King's approach in order to get the change that they wanted. But there were even the college kids who were trying to register people to vote. They were just trying vote. to do it over a long period of time. But they were a third group that was involved, and they didn't really agree with Martin and Luther King. Then there's all conflicting uh, reasons and motivations there. But it's surprising to me that you think that his practice of nonviolence is a, a method of encouraging other people to act violently. But I mean, that's like, and that's well, a war when that's actually the design. The, that's the plan. But I don't he's think it was. To, I think. I think all of this. I think there's. I think he wanted the violence that he knew was going to happen. I don't think he was trying to provoke violence. I think he knew violence was going to happen. I think he wanted the violence publicized. He wanted to get that on camera. People needed to see that. Well, I mean, the only way anything was going to change is if people knew what was happening. Too many people had no idea what was happening. Yeah, the smartest thing for them to do if they didn't want... For the, the people in charge, the whites in charge, the society that was in charge of registering voters in Selma or Montgomery or whatever, the smartest thing for them to do would have been to let all those guys register on the first day that they made the march. And then everything would have gone away. It just would have, it, they wouldn't have had to worry about it. So, well, it's but now these people can vote, and they didn't want the people to be able to vote. Well, then you, I'm talking about the publicity surrounding the march, and then you manipulate the vote later. I mean, if it's that institutionalized, you can always change it around later. Yeah. If there's that much conspiracy that's suppressing the vote, just getting them to register. I mean, th there's other ways that they could have. I understand your point, but if you've been um, holding down the African-American community for decades and you've done this through fear, intimidation, and not giving an inch, why in this situation would you suddenly decide to go against what's worked for you in the past? You, you I mean, you're asking you for someone to be very smart. Yeah. And that's I why mean, they failed. Yeah, yeah. So your solution I agree with. But I don't think these people could have made that decision given their situation and their experiences. Well, as with any situation, hindsight is always helpful. And you don't exactly. have hindsight before your hind. <laughs> right. I wonder if... Uh, and they even try and do that in the second march. They're just going to let him go. Because they know he can't maybe make the 50-mile... The maybe they mile. Well, it was a 50-mile walk, and they weren't prepared to go 50 miles. They were prepared... To go the five miles, get stopped at the bridge, They're, and hopefully the camera. Well, he was be also rolling. afraid of what they would encounter after those first people let them go. That was part of the issue as well. Mm -hmm. He said, "Yes, we could have made it 
past them, but how God only knows what we were going to encounter between here and Montgomery. Yeah. Just because those people let us go doesn't mean 20 miles down the road we're not going to get. So he wasn't really trying to have a successful march that day. He wasn't preparing himself to be successful. He wasn't preparing his people to be successful. Yeah, but it wasn't because he was fearful. I don't think he was afraid that he was going to get hit with a billy club. No, but I think he got outflanked. That was was a situation where the whites... Well, the movie suggested that that was a design, that that was part of the... I mean, there was a, a collusion between... I guess it's a press secretary or somebody. Someone comes down from the administration and talks to Martin and tells him, "Hey, you know, we you got to meet me halfway on this." Mm-hmm. That's what the movie sets up, and that, I, I was thinking, you know, if he made a deal with them, they didn't tell anybody about. That's kind of a explains the motivations for him not taking on this march at that point. But then they also offer up other motivations and reasons. I mean, I like that ambiguity in the movie. Yeah, no, I I like it. And I also like you're doing a biopic (laughs) on Martin Luther King. And they have picked one very small, small is the wrong word, but they're they're picking a single event. And they're focusing on just that. There's no flashbacks. There are no flash forwards. We're just with Martin Luther King for, what, about a month? Probably this event takes place over. Um, I'm not an expert in civil rights, but it's a very short period of time, and none of the other movies we've been talking about this year have been able to do this. So or I wanted to. They had different motives and different. I, I think it's hard because methods. there is a lot of material. There are other things you want to talk about. There are other themes you can bring in, but to have that in yourself where you can say, "No, I'm going to limit myself," that's hard. Yeah, they drop in the stuff, though. They do it in ancillary ways. Like, they bring Malcolm X in there. For the single scene. Uh, that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. They allude to different... Like, they... I kind of like the method of the... Of printing across the screen the stuff that's happened, like, as if it's a log. Mm-hmm. That's probably pretty accurate in terms of the observers who are trying to take him down or at least get an understanding of him. Uh, see what kind of threat Martin well, I think was. Hoover was doing that. Yeah, I think they wanted. They yeah, were, I wonder they how were, they were tracking him. I wonder how much of that is the actual text. Like nine oh five p.m., Martin arrives at home and greets children in the yard. <laughs> you know, I thought I, it's they had to be a fairly extensive file. Now that I thought I had heard Martin Luther King had actually had affairs. And they had real tapes where in the movie, he denies that those tapes are real, and his wife seems to agree with him. In the in real life, they didn't send a tape like with the grunting sounds. Mm-hmm. This is that's a hideous spoiler. <laughs> they send a tape that says they will expose him, mm-hmm. and it, and he does have to have that conversation with his wife supposedly. But that there was no tape that existed of him having any sort of relationship with anyone else. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the. I didn't like some of the melodrama of it. I mean, I'm not sure if, it, if that happened at that time. The, those conversations that he had with his wife concerning his uh, infidelities, but I, I don't know. That that just seems sort of forced. I, I don't know. If the stuff I've read never 
agrees with the previous article. I know <laughs> it's so sad, and it's only forty years ago. Oh. You know, like a lot of these guys, even the Chris Kyle in American Sniper, his story is so convoluted from the truth that, or you know, his version is so completely different from someone else's version. There's no way to even nail that down. Oh yeah, now we even live in this uh, world of. Uh, phone cameras where we're recording these events playing out and we still can't agree on them. Um, you know, the the black man who was killed in New York City, the cops put him in the chokehold. People can't agree on who's to blame in that situation. Right. And we have videotape of the actual event. I mean, how would, how, how would things you are presented? People, wanna, people for, see what they want to see. Yeah. In public agendas. So, so no, I, I think it's interesting. And it's it's timely. Uh, is it a, is it in the top eight of movies for, I mean, it's obviously, I don't think it would make my top ten, but of the eight that's listed, do you think it deserves a placement there? Compared to the other films, I think. I do not, I think the movie is, honestly, I think the movie is adequate. I think... It was interesting. I didn't know a lot about it, but parts of it felt like a history lesson to me. Mm-hmm. I did not feel that it was an artful, dramatic motion picture. There were long stretches of it where I felt like I was watching a history lesson, something I could have seen on the Discovery Channel. So I, in my opinion, I, all the people who have their arms up about it I disagree with them entirely. I would not name it Best Picture. I wouldn't nominate it Best Picture. I think it's okay. I think it's worth seeing. I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but I think there's a much better movie that could have been made. I don't think this director that people think she should have been nominated, I wouldn't nominate it. I wouldn't nominate the director. I think it was merely adequate. The best part of the movie for me, the most interesting part of the movie for me, honestly, and the most emotional part of the movie for me was the very, very end when they showed the actual riot. I mean, when they showed the actual march. Sorry. Mm -hmm. That got me. The movie itself just felt too much like a history lesson. I also feel like I wanted to... I think the character of Martin Luther King was flat. I can see why the actor didn't get nominated. There wasn't a lot to play there. Let me ask you this. Personally. You said you got a little dusty at the end when they showed the real march. If you had seen that on the Discovery Channel, would you have had the same emotional response? Hmm. Don't you think that the movie... I guess my supposition is that the movie created the situation where that event became... had some emotional impact. And in that case, Yeah, but if they had... But the same... The same backstory of what the march was and how it came to be and all the machinations that went on behind the scenes to make that march could have been done on the Discovery Channel in a similar fashion. I don't think it was artful. I I don't know. I I don't think the movie... I understand your supposition. I don't think the movie's as good as 12 Years a Slave. And last year, uh, The Butler came out and got no real award consideration because it paled in comparison to 12 Years a Slave. I think if Selma and The Butler were switched, I think The Butler would be getting a lot of the same... Um, award consideration that Selma's getting. 
Does I that think make the sense? Butler is a better movie, but yeah. last year I didn't think the Butler was. Uh, that I, I great. thought the Butler was better, Butler. but I think the Butler suffered because you could compare it more directly to Twelve Years a Slave. Selma, I don't think there's much to compare it to this year. It kind of stands on its own, and it's, well, it's fine. It's good. I guess my point is that my my answer to that kind of question would be that you you're not comparing it to anything else other than the lowest ranked film on the list. Like it only has to be. It doesn't have to be the best movie of the year. It only has to be the eighth best movie of the year in order for it to be considered for Oscar nominations. And if it's if it's me, and I'm looking at this list of the movies that got in there, it's probably six or seven. I mean, it, I would it put it above Boyhood for sure. That's that's my without point. question. And I think Boyhood's going to win. I so don't like in terms Boyhood, of Oscar, so yeah. But I mean, I, I kind of would it make the list if there were only five. No, no. But nope. neither would Whiplash, and that was my favorite movie of the last ten years. I mean, in the top ten. I think 10 if we only had years, five, maybe. American Sniper, it's in the top ten. Birdman, Boyhood, oh, top 10, Imitation sure. Game. Is that five? One, two, three. I thought you were saying the top four. movie in the last ten years. It was even my top movie last year. No Country for Old Men. <laughs> yeah, I might make the top five. See? Not that I think it belongs there, but oh no! See, I, I I have this. Much lower than you guys. There's something about it. Not me personally. I'm saying who the Academy okay. would choose because Boyhood's there. Right, if they're willing to put Boyhood on the top best picture, then sure, Selma can go there too. That's right. You, I would put neither on the best picture nomination list. Okay. Personally, I don't have a problem with American Sniper. I don't have a problem with Birdman. I don't really have a problem with Grand Budapest Hotel. He's not my cup of tea, but I can see why people like him. Imitation Game. Theory of Everything. I haven't seen Whiplash, so I can't speak to that. To me, Selma and Boyhood don't belong on this list. He, he doesn't have to be... Selma doesn't have to be faster than the lion. It only has to be faster than the slowest elk. Right? And for me, he, it, he's faster. That film is faster than the slowest elk. Yeah, fair enough. So... I mean, to me, this feel, feels like a film you watch in uh, your high school history class on the day when the teacher's out. Yeah. Th- this it feels like a sub felt like a Discovery right. Channel or Gettysburg, Channel. Lincoln. There, there are a couple of these films that I just feel like you get shown and that are made to teach a lesson that, you know, okay. for when your teacher's out. Not that that's a bad thing. And I saw a lot actually, of good movies in high school that actually, way. I take that back. I can see it being nominated for Best Film. I agree that it doesn't deserve much of anything else. How about that? Right. Best Director? Nope. Best Screenplay? Nope. They made a lot of odd So it's choices. greater than the sum of its parts? Yes. Okay. Yes. They made a lot of odd choices with the cinematography. There's a lot of... It seemed really sort of sloppy to me at times. Tops of characters' heads were cut off. The placement of the characters was always... They're not always, but often on the wrong side of, this, of the screen. You're talking about the rule of thirds. It didn't follow those conventions that normal movies do, which neither did necessarily the theory of everything, but it, the theory of everything was a little bit See, more I sophisticated in its approach. Being a choice, and, uh, I don't know that it was. It didn't work thematically. If it was a choice, it just didn't seem to work thematically for me. 
Well, I was saying, day. the thing that popped in my head when you said those things, and I don't know if this is true or not, I have no idea, is that things were weighted so heavily against them. So, oh, if yeah, the yeah, cinematography but, is yeah. off-kilter, maybe it's to... But I don't. I'm giving it more credit. I think than it deserves. Well, I think there were. I don't choices. think those were choices. No, uh, no, no. I think there were. I don't think it was that sloppy. No, I think that there were choices. I just don't think the choices were. No, I think a, I think a stronger director could have made a better version of that movie. I don't think that movie was particularly artful. Yeah, that's it was. Point. It was. So you agree with me? Just above mediocre. Right. But I don't have a problem with best picture nomination. That's the thing I've. I've come around on that one. Through the course of this conversation? Yeah, I have. Wow. The podcast is moving minds. I would recommend this film to people. Oh, I would too. Would you tell your parents? I don't think it was... I don't think it was bad or a waste of time. I didn't hate it. Maybe. Alright. But if I'm thinking of the best cinema of the year, the most artful cinema, I wouldn't rate it very high, but... Yeah, I think they liked The Butler, so I'd recommend this to them. It's, it's so weird that you have to like. Uh, well, with my parents, it's also important because it's sad that, that something in our such a recent history I really didn't know that much about. Yeah. Again, it's a story people need to know. If you don't, but it, I don't know anything about Selma. The token that's black pretty, film either, though. No, no I'm not no, saying no, that I, at I, all. And, and the, no, and that's not what I meant when I said it's like the or they like the Butler. My parents, if you introduce them, here's a new film you've no, you know nothing about it. I have to say. Well, remember this film? It's somewhat like that, tangentially connected. Tangentially, tangent, yeah, whatever. It means not roughly, not roughly. Um, with, with tang, gentle tang, gentle tang, gentle. Tang. It's like tang with, tangentially with, without the. Uh, no, if, if I try sugar. and show them something that's really new and innovative, no, no. Whiplash. My dad wouldn't take a film record. Recommendation for me for about five years after I showed him Fight Club. He so made did it you two hate American Sniper? No, I liked it. I don't know. I wasn't I was, for that podcast. I keep hearing references to it, so I'm just. I was curious. in between. I, I, I wish that they had shown more of that character's darker sides that would have motivated him to be that kind of killer. Which he he talks about in his book. You know, it's not politically correct now to make suggestions that he had motivations other than just simply protecting his his fellow Marines. But I'm not convinced that that's really the case. I think he's a much more complicated character, and they make him out to be a sort of a superficial hero and a and a an icon of Americanism, which I have no problem with if that's who he really was. Based on the research I've seen afterwards, I'm not convinced. And then there was enough in the movie, uh, artificiality in the movie, that suggests that he wasn't that way either. I think you have to be a dick in order to be that kind of guy. And he was too likable. Maybe that's Bradley Cooper? I don't know. I think maybe the, the way the character was written... I don't know. There just wasn't enough. There wasn't enough there there. But technically, I liked it. I liked the suspense in it. Yeah. See, I didn't. <clears throat> I didn't care for the character much. There was a lot about that character that was a big turnoff for me. I think there wasn't enough 
about that character. I think people's reaction. I find people's reactions very strange. All these people that view the movie as this big rah rah America. I didn't. I didn't really see that when I was watching it. I wasn't really thinking about it like that. I actually went in thinking it was going to be more about. For some reason, I thought it was going to be more about his PTSD when he came back. I was. I was disappointed. There was very little. Very little of the film devoted to that because I thought that would be interesting. How much did I didn't need to see scene after scene after scene after scene of him as the sniper? How much did he suffer from PTSD? Well, according to the screenwriter, quite a bit. But I thought he did because I I haven't again not knowing very much. much. I didn't do research. I mean, the movie they show him constantly paying attention to what's going on at a barbecue, but there's a lot going on, and I don't think anyone can just flip that switch after you've been in a war zone for the better part of a year off. But I find that interesting because I I have not, nor do I hopefully, will I never, I don't know if that grammar made any sense, be in that situation. So I find that interesting, mm-hmm. having to go from that to a barbecue and how do you... But I'm not I sure if that's, that's an interesting... PTSD. That's what I... I'm not sure his... Reaction to the dog jumping on top of his kid is an overreaction. I mean, some people don't like dogs and don't trust dogs around children. Well, I think they were suggesting that that was a misreading of what was happening. I I know, but I'm not sure that that's accurate. I I I think that's where the film falters. My dogs, when I was a child, my dog's uh, dew claw got stuck in my sister's hair. Mm Mm-hmm. And she flipped out. Yeah. And the dog was just trying to get away from her and, you know, pulling on her. And she's crazy, going crazy. My dad thought that she was being attacked by him. And it took a long time to pull him down. Or, not a long time, but Mm -hmm. however long it took for him to realize that this dog wasn't attacking his daughter was enough for him to, like, almost, you know, attack the dog and take the dog out himself. So... I think that that part's an understandable reaction. He didn't do anything to the dog, by the way. No. Or the other people had saw... I was just letting our podcast listeners know that my dad's not a dog killer or anything. But the uh, the movie, that movie, sets that scene up like it's a complete misreading of what's going on, I think. I agree. Dalton agrees. Yeah. I think it's part of the, the movie that I was hoping to see, which doesn't exist. Huh. So, that was Soma. That was Soma and a little bit of American Sniper. Ooh. All right, two for one to Birdman. Uh, so, with that in mind, uh, if you want to give us some feedback on these shows or contact us in any way, you can visit us at thelifepodcast.com. And, uh, I can't tell if you're waiting for me to jump in there. or <laughs> and, uh, There's that little bit of a pause there. We're on the Twitter at The Laugh Podcast and Facebook. You can see us there, The mm-hmm. Laugh Podcast. And if you visit us on iTunes, you need to leave a review for us or contact us there. Or, or really please rate that. us. That really helps us the, the most. That's what iTunes wants to see. I mean, we appreciate the downloads and the listens. Um, iTunes, they, they want those ratings. If you can make Dalton happy, that's his little tail wagging. Yeah. You can hear that thump. All right, anything else? I think I'm 
So there you go. Dalton's joining us for the end of the show. You're a cute boy. For uh, Dalton over there and uh, the Regastar and Mr. Two Frames Bull, I'm the L-Trade. Thanks for having me. Pox at Bodum, everybody. There be dragons. really pronounced I'd be like I guess I'm oh gonna... that's the best thing you can do is just say the word with confidence right if you don't even say it as beforehand. if you right you say it you choose something and go with it with all the confidence in the world it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong live it love it Oilowo David Oilowo David Oilowo <laughs> Carmen Iomo Iojo Iogo Carmen Iogo Ijago See, I wouldn't pronounce the J, but I don't know. You choose whatever you want. I don't care.